There is a story about four people, and their names were everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. It was an important job to be done, and everybody was asked to do it. Everybody was sure somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it, but nobody did it. Somebody got angry about that because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought anybody could do it, but nobody realized that everybody wouldn't do it. It ended up that everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have done. This is Daniel Orton, and welcome to the Stay Podcast. Here, my purpose is to strengthen the apostolic why. Hey guys, welcome back to the Stay Podcast. Well, it's good to be back. Appreciate everybody who's been listening. And I want to jump into a little thought here for a few moments tonight. Don't know how long we'll be. We'll see where this goes. I am usually a little more... I usually have an old sermon or an old study that I'm going across, and I just got some ideals and some things jotted down, so that could be short and that could be long. I don't think it'd be too long, but anyway, let's talk about this. Well, my opening story here is kind of humorous. No doubt you probably have heard it a few times, and um, it's a story. Um, if you haven't, it's just, you know, it's it's kind of funny, but... This kind of deals with some accountability, and that's kind of what I want to talk about today is accountability, because when somebody, uh, something that helps somebody stay in church and stay strong in God and be at the place they need to be with God, they need somebody uh, more than somebody. They They need a community. They need people around them. To help them uh, stay strong and stay um, safe and secure. The Bible talks about how there's uh, safety in the multitude of counselors. And that is so, so important. I seen a, a video the other day of this elephant, baby elephant had fell on his back in some water. And the mother was over there trying to get the baby elephant turned back up. And all of a sudden, the, the lions was beginning to surround and um, try to get this baby elephant. And, of course, one mother elephant could probably take care of the herd. But she was also trying to protect or take care of her young uh, baby elephant. But with her trying to help it and protect it at the same time, she was um, she was struggling. So the video had many other elephants come running at the same time, and they surrounded this mother and this uh, baby elephant on his back, trying to get turned back over in the water. And they basically protected, um, made a, a perimeter around the mother. They kind of circled around it and put their backside to where the mother was trying to help her baby and kept the the lions from coming in that 
that's a protection, that's accountability. It's not good for us to be by ourselves. Uh, we see one of the first things we see in the Word of God. We see, we see that um, Adam is in the garden, and no doubt he probably sees the elephant and its spouse, the two elephants together, and it sees the different animals with their mate. And God seen the longing in his eyes and realized that, you know, he needed somebody with him. So he, uh, the Bible says, it's not good for man to be alone. We've got to be careful. We are not an island. We can't be an island all by ourselves. And um, I'm bad about that, honestly, about secluding myself. A lot of times when I get things on my mind, I'll, I'll seclude myself and uh, withdraw and hold my feelings in, things like that. I'm, I'm bad about that, and that's why I need people in my life. My wife's real good about that. Uh, here while back, we was heading to go somewhere, and you know, she knows me. She, um, we're married, been married 30 years this year, and she said, okay, something's off. What's wrong? And I should have already said something to her, but of course, there was something bothering me, and, um, but, you know, towards us, just as spiritual related things. And, but she helped, you know, she was, I was accountable, and she helped pull that out of me and helped me with it. And, um, it's important to have other people around you and uh we we need that we need other people around us but the the problem is is things go bad things don't go like we want and what we end up doing is like the story that i started with we uh is everybody blames somebody when nobody did what anybody could have done um we're always blaming someone else or blaming something else but when accountability is there in our life it brings some stability. It brings some safety. Um, it brings it brings accountability to your life. I, I mean, for example, I, I heard Brother Gerald Adams, the late Brother Gerald Adams, pastor of Hopkinsville, Life Tabernacle in Hopkinsville for many years, started the church. Matter of fact, I believe he's passed a few years ago, but he was teaching one time in a setting. We was there, and he said that um, he pulled up on this lady, and, and uh, she had a flat tire or something was going on, and and uh, basically, she's like, he was going to go get her some help. And she said, you mean you're just going to leave me here? He said, no, if you want to take my car, you can take my car and go. But me, you and myself are not going to get in this car and drive somewhere because you're not my wife. You're not one of my relatives. And I don't want somebody to see us and say, oh, I've seen the preacher and so-and-so together. That's being accountable. Accountability is protection. It protects you. And that's just like the story of the elephant, you know. With, um, it protected when other people surrounded them. It protected them. This is why a lot of people struggle because they're not accountable to a man of God. They're not accountable to their spouse. They're not accountable um, They're not accountable to, to a church. You can't just be an island out there floating on your own. I heard somebody talking about Elisha here all back, you know, after his great victory with um, the prophets of Baal, they called down the fire from heaven and, and God done his thing and he destroyed the prophets of Baal. He immediately went out into the wilderness and found himself depressed. He was by himself. And, um, you know, we if you know the story, the angel came and said, hey, look, you woke him up, give him food, said the journey's great. 
he found himself up to the mountain of God, and there he's trying to uh, find find the Lord there, and God's not in the fire and earthquake and wind and all that stuff, and finally God speaks to him in a still, small voice, and when he did, God said, what are you doing here, Elijah? How'd you get here? And one of the first things he told him to do, he said, you go get Elisha and anoint him. It was almost like he was saying, hey, you, you can't do this on your own because it will drag you down. We need accountability in our life. It's really, really important to have accountability because who keeps us accountable for living for God? Who keeps you accountable for for praying and, and reading your Bible, for going to church and and just acting right and being right and doing right, you know. Um, number one, it, it, it has to be yourself. You, accountability starts with yourself. You gotta take um, you gotta take responsibility for who you are. Um, this goes back to the story that I started with. You know, we we want to blame somebody, everybody, and nobody done it. But it's something that anybody could have done. Accountability is something anybody can do. We have to break our pride down. We're gonna um, humble ourselves to let somebody else into our lives and help us. We need somebody in our world that can say. You know, that's not a good idea. You shouldn't do that. And we can listen to them. Or you should do this. And we would, uh, we can, we have enough confidence and faith in them to listen to them. We may not like it, but we listen to them and it will help us. We really need these things in our life. And if we don't, we can find ourselves really, really struggling to live for God. And um, we can't. Just let it be, you know, like this story and just blame it on somebody and nobody did it and nobody checked on me. And I mean, honestly, I've had people, I've had people to get upset at me as pastor and say, you didn't even come check on me in a hospital. And, and my response was, I didn't know you were in the hospital. Nobody told me. Here we go. Nobody told me that you were in the hospital. So I'm not a mind reader. Uh, God didn't just come down and tell me you're, you know, brother, sister, so-and-so is a hospital. Part of this accountability is you reach out to somebody else and, and say, hey, you help me or you be there for me. Or in this case, hey, I'm in the hospital. Would you come pray for me? Don't get it bad at your pastor or somebody else. Uh, I've, I've had people say, you know, they made Want me to come to birthday parties, this and that, say, well, I had it on Facebook. Well, look, I don't sit and look at Facebook all the time. I have. I try not to at times, but, uh, you know, that at that time I didn't look. It was announced somebody's birthday party, you know. The whole point I'm saying is we got to have a better connection and, and, and staying connected to God. It, it requires um, accountability and connecting with each other. I know the scripture says in Hebrews, forsake not the assembling of yourselves, even the more so as you see that day approaching. I believe it's in the book of Hebrews. I don't have chapter and verse, but it's important that we we have that. We have that community, the church, to um, help us along and help us along the way. And we've got to be 
Uh, we really need to be accountable to ourselves first, and then we need to be accountable to our leaders. And your testimony, you need to be accountable to your testimony. What, what do I mean by that? Well, everybody's got a testimony whether we share it or not. Let me give you an example. As a senior in high school, I was, in my mind, trying to live better. In my early, uh, from 12 years old and up, I, I lived a very hypocritical life. Um, I was very hypocritical. Mom and Dad thought I was better than I was. If they thought I was as honorary and mean as they thought I was, they never showed it. I was sneaky. I'd sneak out. Uh, sneak and buy cigarettes. You could buy cigarettes at the local store here. Then it was so different. And buy cigarettes. And um, from age 12 to 14, 15, I, I smoked every chance I could get. I'd, I'd slip. I'd, both my grandfather smoked. I'd slip and steal a cigarette from them. And and like it's like they didn't know that. So I was sneaky. I got into some drugs. I got into some trouble. I got in some situations. I was sneaky. So I, I finally decided, hey, I, I'm going to do better. It's my senior year in high school, so I'm going to try to do better. And, you know, some people, they always knew I kind of went to church, the guys, the people I went to church with. But we're on the way to, we're on the way to trade school. We're on the trade school bus traveling from um, the big city of Nebo, Rabbit Ridge, I guess you'd call it, West Hopkins High School, heading to Madisonville, Kentucky, to the trade school with the boys. And I said a word that, was not a good word to be saying. It wasn't what maybe somebody would call it just a horrible curse word. It's not a word I'd say now either. But I said this word. And a guy that I went to school with all my life, he just looked at me and he said, I thought you were a Christian. Christians don't talk that way. Wow. You know, I didn't share a testimony that I was a Christian, but I had enough church involvement and talking about church or whatever him he lived right down the road from the church that attended sir bethlehem he knew that i was supposed to be a christian he knew what my family was like he called my hand at it he held me accountable for what i was saying that's what i mean by your testimony your testimony should hold you accountable if you never talk about church uh, you never invite people to church well, so let, you know, it might be a little easier to, to be held accountable to that, right? Nobody knows anything about it. So, you, But listen, if you'll talk about church, you'll talk about God, you'll invite people to church, you'll do that kind of stuff. You know what that do? That will create an accountability with those around you that they know what you are. And when you go into them settings of work and the boss gets on to you or somebody does something, you realize, oh, they know what I am. And I've got to watch myself. I've got to be accountable to these people, to God and myself. You, we just can't be all by ourselves. And um, we, we, got to, we got to learn how to hold ourselves accountable. Number one, a good way to hold ourselves accountable is no what we're even accountable to what what's what's the repercussions what happens uh, ecclesiastes 12 and 13 is let's hear the conclusion of the whole matter fear god keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man 
Listen, if we'll get a good old healthy dose of the fear of God and we keep his commandments, we'll understand the duty of our of who we are and what we are. We'll understand that if we don't keep the commandments of God, um, that someday we will spend eternity in hell and not have eternity in everlasting life because that's that's the whole point of living for God is eternity. It's not to fix this life. But when we we know the Word, and this is why I push reading the Word of God and putting the Word of God in your heart, it is the conclusion of the whole matter. We do it to not to be terrified of God, but to realize that if I have a fear of God in my life, it'll help me keep His commandments. It'll help me be accountable, number one, to the Word. I'm accountable to the Spirit. And this he, this is what... Solomon said at the conclusion of his writings, this is the the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. So the first thing we got to do to be able to hold ourselves accountable is we got to learn just to fear God and be accountable to his word and to his commandments. And when we have that in us, it makes such a huge difference in our life. And we need to be accountable to others. There needs to be people in your life as I said earlier, they can tell you no, and you listen to them. Or they can tell you yes, and you trust them. Um, it, we need a pastor, number one. You, you need a pastor. If you don't have a man of God in your life, that's so important. You need a man of God in your life that's praying over you. He's he's reaching for you. He's helping you. And, and just while I'm on this subject, let me... I think there ought to be some accountability ethics when it comes to you and your man of God. If you're not going to uh, make it to church, you should let him know. Listen, everybody has got text messaging anymore. If you don't, you've at least got Facebook messaging. Your pastor's got that. If not, just about everybody's got uh, a text message, a phone that takes text. And you can just text and say, hey. I can't make it to church. And let me talk from a pastor's standpoint. Don't just say, hey, I can't make it to church. You need to say, hey, I'm sick. I'm not going to be able to make it tonight. Hey, I'm having to work late tonight. I'm not going to be able to make it to church. Um, you know, and it needs to be a real reason. <laughs> and I think this is why a lot of people don't do that with their pastor and their leaders in their church. And they don't have a good reason. Therefore, they do not text or call their pastor, and so there's no reason because there's no accountability in their life. Again, you're not an island. If you stay out there by yourself long enough, there's gonna be, there's a storm that's going to come, and nobody's going to know where you are, and you're going to have nothing to cling to, and you're not going to make it alone. We definitely need each other, and that's just... That's just all it is. We we need each other. I mean, uh, what about what about this scripture? Let me read this to you. Ecclesiastes four nine through twelve. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone, when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. I mean, where do you think Jesus sent them out two by two? 
he knew that didn't need to be alone. He needed somebody. That's why, you know, Brother Gerald Adams, he said, I'm not going to go riding with you, ma'am, because I I realize we're two, but if we have one more person with us, it might be okay. You got to be careful. You got to protect yourself. We need people in our lives. We need other people uh, there. And, and, you know, here's the thing, too. If you to be accountable to other people, there are some important factors. You you got to be open with them. You can't be accountable to somebody if you're not open. Now, you, Facebook's not the place to be open. There's, I mean, we could just sit and talk about Facebook for a while on social media, but don't put all your garbage out there on Facebook. And let me tell you something else either. Don't don't use your pastor just to dump on him all a bunch of junk that don't matter. Okay, there there is limits to some of that stuff. All right. But if it's a real legitimate issue you're struggling with, be open. Be open about what you're struggling with. Be open about where you are and your walk with God. If you're struggling with prayer, tell your pastor. Get you a prayer partner that's not going to condemn you and say, hey, text me. Ask me if I prayed today. Text me. Ask me if I read my Bible. Hey, if I miss church and nobody knows where I'm at, come check on me. Be open about what you're struggling with, where you're at with your walk with God. This is important when you're accountable to somebody else. And be honest. This goes back to what I mentioned a second ago about how, how we need to be honest. And and don't, don't try to hide or cover up what's going on in your life. But be honest about how you feel and, and what you're struggling with. And... The first place of honesty, it has to come with me being honest with myself. Um, Psalms 32, 2 through 5 says this, Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. So look, when I kept silence about this, my bones waxed and roared. <laughs> but for... Day and a night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. Slaw. Listen to what he says in verse 5. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and my iniquity have I not hid. I said I will confess my transgression to the Lord, and thou forgivest the iniquity of my sin. The psalmist is writing, look, I acknowledged my sin. Listen, this goes back to the first one. If you don't know what the Word of God is, you don't know what sin is. Because the basic uh, meaning of sin is transgressing or going against the Word of God. And if you don't know what the Word of God says, then you um, are likely to sin. That's why David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. So... It starts with that fear of the Lord, keeping His commandments. That's the whole duty of man. We're accountable to the Word. We get that. And when we realize that we've done wrong, we acknowledge our sin. We'd be like David was in Psalms 51 against thee, O Lord, about sin. We, he realized, and there's another place. David, when he found himself alone on that roof, that's when he messed up. He wasn't accountable. You think David didn't know Bathsheba was overtaking a bath? I guarantee he was aware of the fact that she was there at times. And 
That's why it's important if you struggle with things, you got to be honest. If your person struggles with pornography, you need to let somebody know. And if it takes removing them things out of your life, I've, I've heard of people who struggle with pornography. They take their their Internet Explorer completely off their phone. They only have apps that's necessary for themselves. That's protecting them. That's accountability. There's people who um, struggle with things like that, and they, they're honest, and they let somebody else know. And, and when they look up things on their phone, uh, no matter what it does, it sends a report to people. There's, there's, um, there's apps out there you can get, and, and it'll send something to somebody. This is all accountability. This is to protect us. And that's the first start with me, and I realize I have a problem. You got to say, I got a problem. It's me, oh Lord. I'm the one. I got an issue. And then we got to be willing. We got to be willing to confront the fact that I got a problem. And we got to be willing to remove it, deal with any of that stuff in our life, and be be honest and, and get that stuff out of our world. Because accountability is so, so important. We need that. In our lives, we 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 need um, we need accountability. We need to be honest, and, and I mean, here I think the reason there's a lot of people out there hurting is it's James five sixteen. It says, "Confess your faults one to another, and pray for one another that you may be healed." And the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. People, and I'm not talking about getting on social media or, or, or just blabbing it to everybody, but people that you can trust, that you know is going to pray for you, you know that's not going to condemn you and judge you, and they're, if they do, it's going to be righteous judgment, and they're going to help you bring you where you need to be. If you'll find somebody like that and confess and, and, and just say, hey, I have a problem, you can get healed because you can't get healed if you're not willing to accept it. That's just all it is to it. And we need each other so, so much. You're not an island. You cannot make it by yourself. Proverbs 27 and 17 says, Arn sharpeneth arn. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. We make each other better. That's just the truth. We make each each other so much better and or at least we're supposed to anyway and that's why ecclesiastes said that you know two are better than one because you got a good reward for what you do if you fall you got somebody to pick you up and the, you know i know i've read it but let me say it again he said woe to him that's alone when he falleth you've nobody to help you up you know there's people right now that i pastor they're struggling They've fallen, but they've, it's almost as if they've cut me off. You, are, you can only text and call so much as a pastor. I mean, I can do what I can from my knees and pray, but listen to me. Let me just talk earnestly from heartfelt from a man my, as a pastor, pastoring churches. And when, the moment you cut me off, there is eventually a point where God will let that burden leave my spirit. Or it can drive me crazy. It's literally happened. There's been people in my life that 
I reached for them and I reached for them and they just quit being accountable. They quit connecting to me. They 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 dropped away from me and and not that I'm God by no means. All right, I'm not. Um, but I know the importance of being together and the importance of the church and and man, I I texted, I called. Sometimes it answers. Sometimes they wouldn't. You know, get to the point where they just oh god, they probably. <laughs> either blocked me or just rejected me or you know I don't know what the deal is but and as a, a pastor and being humanity it gets hard but it's getting it's got to the point you know I had one particular individual was come to church one time and I reached for him and I reached for him and I reached for him and and I finally I felt like the Lord just said leave him alone I said Lord come on please let, let's you talked about in the word about taking the tree and digging around it and dunging around it and giving another chance for another year. Give me another chance for another year. And and I did. I tried my best, but they wouldn't stay accountable and they they wouldn't show up and and they um, they missed church and wouldn't tell me where they was at. And um, you could tell when they did come, the fruit, their spirit, it was not good. And he'll finally, I, I just lost the burden. I think about them often. I pray for them, but nothing like I had in the past. You don't want to kill those who you have been accountable to, whether it's your pastor or accountability partner or whatever. You don't want them to lose the burden for you and stop praying. (laughs) I'll I'll never forget uh, hearing a pastor talk about this story, he went somewhere to preach one time and and um, this pastor was over weeping and crying and at the end of altar service these people were in the back and they were just mocking and making fun and carrying on and that pastor was, you know, there was people in the altar but from the, hearing the story, there's people in the back and they was acting up, carrying on, acting a fool inside the church and this, this evangelist was observing what was going on. He seen the pastor over weeping and wailing and these people back are mocking, and he said, "God, why, why do you put up with that? Why, why don't you just get them out of here and remove them from here?" He said, "The Lord spoke to him and said, He said, you see that pastor over there crying and praying. The reason them people are still in here is because he's still praying for them, and I would have done dealt with it, but that man of God is standing in the gap between." me and them and there's nothing I can do at this moment now that's powerful and I don't believe it's just a man of God I believe we can do that we can be accountable to people we can be that accountability partner to people we can stand the gout Jesus said he he sought for somebody to stand the gout and we need people that is that gout filler in our life that's we're accountable to. We need people under us as accountable. And there's, like I said, there's there's different ways for that to happen. And you know, we we need um, we need to learn to fear God. We need to be accountable to other people. We need to be honest with ourselves. And you know, we got all our technology in our life. Use it for your advantage, not disadvantage. Use your you know, you're struggling with prayer. Set 15 alarms to remind you to pray. I know people who's got 15 alarms to help them get up. 
Set 15 alarms to help you pray. Set one ever hour. The most obnoxious sounding alarm you can find. I mean, I've literally had people tell me, Oh, I'm sorry I missed church. I forgot it was church on Thursday night. I don't know how that happens at church and marrying on Thursday night. I don't know how that happens, but the only way that happens is you become not accountable. And you're not an island. You can't make it by yourself. You need the church. You need your pastor. You need your brothers and your sisters. You need your testimony. You need to be honest with yourself. I know this is a deeper subject than a 30-minute podcast that I've got here, but accountability is so important, and you you and I need it. And um, we don't want to end up like my opening little story and and then somebody get angry that because it's everybody else's job and, and we think anybody could do it, but nobody's realizing that everybody wouldn't do it. And if we're not careful, we'll end up like the end of the story and everybody's going to blame somebody when nobody does what anybody could have done. Anybody can be accountable and everybody should be accountable. And somebody needs to take this to heart and search their heart and say, God, am I accountable is this why maybe I'm struggling in my walk with God? And um, we need to be accountable because you're not an island all by yourself. So, hey guys, thanks for listening. Um, Lord willing, I'll be back next week. Thanks for all the likes, shares. I hope y'all are doing this stuff. I don't know. I'm just doing it. Uh, I enjoy doing it. I hope it's helping somebody. So, Anyway, we uh, appreciate every one of you. So go like, share, all that kind of good stuff. God bless. See you next week. Thank you for listening today. If anything you have heard today in this podcast has helped you, why don't you share it with someone you know, a friend or family member? And also consider rating and following us as well. Hope you have a great day. God bless you.